Caroline is a London-based video journalist with a passion for country music. In her spare time, she runs a blog called City Cowgirl, where she explores the genre of country music and celebrates the modern Western lifestyle here in the UK. So, uh, Caroline, hi, how are you? Hi, Vince, I'm good. Thank you for having me on. (laughs) Yeah, not quite the same together in the uh, studio, but online at least. I know, it feels weird doing everything uh, on Zoom, but there we go, we've got to make the best of the situation. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, tell me a little bit more, what what, what do you want the the listeners to know about you, what you do? Well, I guess I could kind of start by explaining what City Cowgirl is all about, because I guess it's quite unusual for, um, I guess you know, someone of my age, especially in London, to be interested in country music. But it's it's um, it's a real passion of mine, you know, the genre of country, which I guess I developed um, a few years ago now. Um, and so I just decided, you know, I'm, I'm a journalist by trade, but I thought, you know what, I know how to make videos, I know how to put across news packages and make podcasts and things. So I'm going to make my own online blog platform all about, you know, my passion in my spare time which is country music, and over the years it's, it's really developed a nice little following, you know, there's a community of people that love country music just as much as me, and I post up about, you know, you said they're the modern Western lifestyle, so that for me, when I say that, it kind of encompasses everything from, you know, the music, to the history of the genre, to the lifestyle, you know, the fashion, the food, um, you know, the, the the activities. So it's it's been a nice little community online where, you know, people on Instagram and on my Facebook, we talk about country music, um, we speak about, you know, different bands, different musicians, um, different events that are going on. And it, it's been surprising over the last few years, like how many people are actually into country music. I thought it was one of those niches that was so small um, especially here in London, but it's actually the second or third largest growing genre here in the city. So right. every single year, there are more and more people that love it, which is which is great for me. You know, there's more people to go to gigs with. Yeah. So then, one one of the things that just came to mind is the listeners might not know how uh, how old you are. You are, if you want to tell your age, just that. I'm, I'm 29. 29, because you mentioned being quite young. So, so do you know what the average age of country listeners is, or or is it like you're saying it's it's different now? Yeah, well, there's um different types of country music, and I tend to find that um, people that like the older genre of country music, so you know, music from the 1920s to the 1980s tend to be you know i don't want to you know yeah, people no. in a bracket but <laughs> at the same time like there's different types of gigs that go on that i go to and i love modern country music and i like traditional country music um and all of the traditional country music which you know is about 1980 and and before tends to be around 50 years old and above yeah um and then the modern country music, um, there's a huge population of younger people who really enjoy it from about 18 years old to about 35, 40. So it's it's actually really interesting to kind of see with the range of the genre, you know, like any, any genre of music, it's got such a range of different styles within it and the encompasses in it. 
um, the, the, the different kind of characteristics and ages of people that go to these gigs. And it is, it is quite different depending on where you go, um, which is funny because I like the older type of country music the best. Oh, um, right. <laughs> and I guess we'll go into that. But I mean, it's funny because I'm always the youngest person at most of the gigs I go to. But I don't mind because most people have interesting stories to tell me about people. And I, I find that people that go to country gigs are very kind of welcoming and like chatty. So, yeah. um, you know, I once went to uh, film a country gig in London and I took a DSLR camera there and I left it on a tripod <gasps> and I got, I got talking away to somebody and I just thought to myself, Oh, I, I've left my camera over there. And the bouncer said to me, you're so lucky because if this was a music from maybe, I don't know, a different genre, yeah. it might not have been so safe because yeah. a lot of the people that go to country music, um, you know, they're there purely to enjoy the storytelling, yeah. and, you know, the songs, the sound of the music. They're there almost to appreciate the musicianship and everything as opposed to uh, partying or having an amazing time, which you can do, but it's, it's not really what, I find country artists, um, they play to, they play for an audience that are there to almost listen to the lyrics and listen to the stories, as opposed to you don't go out and get, you know, get drunk and um, come in at 2am listening to country. So, yeah, it's an interesting kind of, um, it's a different vibe going to a country gig, but it's it's really nice. There's so many positives to it. So I was was just wondering, when you mentioned about, so... To me, country music would be, say, Dolly Parton or, you know, the, the, the songs that she's sung. But I wonder how it differs to the, the, the different types that you mentioned. I mean, is there a lot of new artists? Is that, is that how we would... Yeah, so, so Dolly Parton is one of the most well-known country artists. You know, she's, um, you know, she's one of the, the most successful female country artists of all time. Um, and I think a lot of people will think of her because she is so well known. She's even played at Glastonbury. And yeah. there's a lot of people that say they don't like country music. They actually do like country music, but they just sometimes they're listening to songs where they don't realise it's country, which is interesting. Um, and I call them closet country fans, Vince, because <laughs> really, really, they just got to admit it to themselves that they do like country. Um, but yeah, no, country music um, as a whole, it's evolved so much, you know, um, since it kind of came into existence in the early 20th century. So basically, in about 1920, um, the sounds of mountain music were commercialised. So basically, people were moving um, from you know, the Smoky Mountains to Atlanta to work in the cotton mills. And this kind of mountain music um, back in the early 20th century was developed from, you know, Europeans moving to America, Mm -hmm. lots of different people that were bringing so many different genres um, to create this original country music. So English ballads, uh, there was Celtic and Irish fiddle songs, um, a lot of influence from African-Americans. So lots of different genres and styles, you know, forming this mountain music, as it were, um, which is, uh, you, know, you know, Dolly Parton herself, I don't think she was even born until, you know, 1940 or 1945 or something like that. So, um, you know, country music as it was, was a lot more, we, we called it like the hillbilly style of country music yeah. with um, banjos and fiddles, um, this kind of original sound. Um, that it was originally known for. Um, And then over the decades, it has changed and commercialised, and 
um, you know, the acts that we might know now, for example, Alan Jackson and Dolly Parton, uh, Toby Keith, for example, like all of these, especially Garth Brooks, for example, he's the best-selling solo artist of all time, um, much surpassed Elvis Presley. Um, but it's Blimey. just because of what we actually know of, um, you know, different genres and what's being marketed more in England and in America. Because in American Canada, obviously, genre is, is their main... Um, sorry, country music is their main genre of music, whereas yeah. over here it's, it's well down the list. So, yeah, Dolly Parton's very well known. But if you look in the... The modern country charts now, you know, in 2021, the artists sound nothing like they did, you know, even 1990, 1920. Um, it really has kind of developed over time because, as I say, when it was originally formed, um, it was mountain music. Um, they were from the Great Smoky Mountains. And then when the Grand Ole Opera came into place, um, the Grand Ole Opry is um, a venue in Nashville which um, it popularised country music. It's, it's to this day, you know, the birthplace of country music. Yeah. It's where all the artists want to go. It's, it's almost like, I guess, I don't know, the Royal Albert Hall yeah. <laughs> in Nashville. And basically since then, just a bit of history about country music. Um, so that started in 1925. And... Basically, the Grand Ole Opry broadcast a powerful signal across the country playing country music to rural audiences. So more and more people were hearing these sounds that came from the Smoky Mountains. So a lot of people were hearing it. And um, especially, you know, as time went on, it became more and more popular. Um, and then there were other kind of genres included in it, like Western Swing, Honky Tonk, Country, Boogie, Rockabilly all of these different types of genres so it's it's really kind of developed and um you know if we think about like 1950 times so you know this is way before kind of the the, the, the modern country artists that we know today um they basically started commercializing country music so if you think of almost the hillbilly sound of country music yeah. you know banjos and fiddles um all of the kind of traditional sounds Basically, in 1950, they tried to strip, they started stripping that out of country music, out of the honky-tonk sound. So they tried to get rid of the fiddles and the steel guitars and add a smoother, like, slick element from pop music because it kind of, um, it plays better on the ear for mass audiences, if that makes sense. So, All right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so to make it a bit more popular in the charts, it needed something a bit more easy uh, to listen to in the ear. Um, and then, yeah, 1960s, there was this, like, countrypolitan sound where um, the sound was a lot more pronounced, which really um, smooth music. So, for example, like, um, you'll know Lynn Anderson with Rose Garden. Um, that's, you know, that's a country song from the 1960s yeah. that became very popular because it was poppy, but it was still country. Um but yeah, so my, I mean, I think my my favourite era of of country music has to be like nineteen seventies to nineteen nineties because during that time, country music it became it became mainstream, um, and that happened because of a few films, for example, like Nine to Five with Dolly Parton. Oh right. Um, there was Urban Cowboy with John Travolta. Um, this is the, this is before he did Grease, but uh -huh. it, um, basically um, it started a cowboy craze um, throughout America. And basically all these bars and 
pubs in America and those barn dances, they all started playing country music. Like people were wearing flared jeans and cowboy boots and hats and bow oh. ties because it was like the fashion at that yeah. time, which I feel like oh, I was born too late. <laughs> should, go, should go back. But um, so basically, in that time, there was all these new artists that came about. So you had um, Vince Gill, George Strait, Clint Back, uh, Mark Chestnut, Patty Loveless, and all of these artists. They they introduced this new sound to country music that brought back some of that hillbilly honky-tonk sound, as I was mentioning, from the 1920s, mm. but they mixed it with modern production. So they had all of the kind of um, the, the amazing ways of recording sounds that wasn't crackling. It was like beautiful studios with kind of pop influences, but still keeping that traditional uh, banjo, fiddle, steel guitar yeah. um, the genre. So, so like in the 1980s, you had all these artists that were saying, look, we are, we are mainstream artists, but we are also going to um, celebrate the music, you know, of the founders of country music. So um, that, that just kind of led the way to, you know, people like Shania Twain, Faith Hill, Martina McBride um, and Garth Brooks, as I mentioned. So, so those artists then in 1990 made country music popular to you know the world because you have you know Shania Twain playing on every single country radio station you have the Dixie Chicks, Faith Hill, Leanne Rhymes so all of that kind of music then it kind of went mainstream so um yeah it's it's sorry I've just given you a really long-winded history of country no, but, that's... but it's uh, it's I just find it really interesting because it's it's changed with the times so much so it's basically having to reinvent itself to adapt yeah. to an ever-changing culture so and that's what it's done again now so in 2020 the music is very different from 1990 I mean if a lot of people were to listen to country music now or where you were to play a modern country song a lot of the old school country fans would say that's not country you know it's so yeah. far removed um but so, then again there's a lot of appetite for it and could you could you sort of explain though what, what the difference is, or maybe give a couple of tracks of of example, you know, of new of of titles, or we can, you know, add them at the end, mention them at the end, and play them at the end. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so modern um, country, also known as pop country, um, it is very commercialised. So it's almost like what you would hear from maybe um an acoustic chart hit it can sometimes be mixed with folk music mixed with pop music um some artists uh kelsey ballerini um there's chris young um there's there's quite a few kind of um like casey musgraves a lot of these like young fashionable artists that you know you could mix them in a crowd of between um, you know, modern day pop singers. They could look like yeah. they could stand with Katy Perry and they all look the same. You know, it's, it's like um, kind of fashionable kind of young people that are singing um, pop pop songs, but with a, with a country twist. So you might have maybe a banjo in there. You might have like maybe a, a steel guitar in there, but generally it's very poppy, but they tend to sing about, um, you know, trucks, booze, um, you know, the lifestyle out... Uh, you know, out on the water, for example, it's all about like the same type of 
um, stories, whereas like the old stuff would be more about the working class, more about relationships, more about stories that are a lot more relatable to people. And I think yeah. that's why that, people love country music because it's a story. That's that's what I was going to say. My my understanding was, it um, country music started with songs of you know say them working out in the fields or uh, you know situations more more of a storytelling yeah exactly it's you know it's the music of working class america you know when it comes down to it so it's it's it embraces the simple life and it talks about you know the challenges of of being a blue collar worker it talks about you know home life family you know uh, divorces love, <laughs> Everything like there's always a, everybody says there's always a country song that they can relate to or they think oh that's yeah. really about me or or this exact situation I'm in there's a song about it so um, yeah it's it, it that's how it came to be about um, and you know there's a lot you know obviously there's a lot of artists that sing about things that um, might not necessarily uh, be relevant to them as the singer so for example there's a lot of modern country singers now who will sing about, you know, working on a farm and ploughing the fields, and blah, blah, but really, they're, you know, they're writing it from their private jet or whatever it might be. Um, but I think the good thing about country music is it's not about the singer, it's all about the listener. So it's, it's about the lyrics and it's about who you're singing to and it's about, you know, evoking those feelings in, in the person that's listening to the song. So... Um, you know, everybody who listens to country music, they love that song for the lyrics as opposed to the beats, as opposed to, yeah. you know, any riffs in it. They're, they're thinking about the story it's telling, which which for me makes it stand out from, from other genres. And what about then, I was just wondering about the fashion. I mean, I, I assume you're, you're into the fashion of country music, are you? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, with every genre comes almost like a fashion and a lifestyle it brings with it it's weird isn't it it's almost like if you think of like rock and roll or yeah. you know um house music it's you yeah. always think you know people are oh, people that listen to that kind of music might dress a certain way um and it's true you know i have oh, i have a lot of cowboy hats and cowboy <laughs> boots bits, I'm not gonna lie. the thing is i wouldn't i wouldn't wear my i would wear my boots everywhere but i wouldn't wear i've got bolo ties and fringe jackets and hats and all sorts I think um, there's a time and a place <laughs> I, wouldn't, I would definitely get a lot of stick off my friends for wearing a lot of the clothes I have in public with them however if I go to country gigs um, I would always dress in country gear but as yeah. I say like if I go to a, a country gig you know with um, that's you know celebrating music from say maybe the 30s 40s 50s i would always tend to wear like maybe a bolo tie and a fringed shirt whereas if i go to say country to country which is this huge festival that takes place at the o2 every year about april time yeah and um yeah this it's all about modern country so it's it's not really cowboy hats it's more caps and what all of the you know people listen that the, the country artists modern country artists they don't tend to wear cowboy hats they tend to um, wear caps wear you know denim shorts it's all very fashionable as opposed to um i guess celebrating the cultural so, elements of country music so it's it's a, a new music that you're going to with new styles as well then yeah exactly so with the different eras of country music um 
there's a new there's a different fashion for each yeah. one. So it makes it harder for myself because I like all of them. So I'm like, oh, what am I going to wear? I have to, <laughs> have to dress for the correct decade. But yeah, no, generally, I, I I mean, what I found so far is, and I've taken kind of country music seriously, like as a fan, I guess, in the last three years. Um, because I originally kind of found a, I've always loved country music, but I didn't realise I loved country music until I was working in the Falkland Islands where they all love country music there. And since I've been back, I just realised how many amazing opportunities there are to listen to live music in London, to go to gigs, to learn to line dance, to, you know, go and have beef brisket while you're on a bucking bronco in like <laughs> islington like there's so much going on but i just feel like if you if you're not looking out for it sometimes you don't see it um so how yeah, would, it's an interesting time <laughs> how would people um if they wanted to find out more about the places that you've been to or um that you're you're talking about how would people find out about that um, so I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, for those people who are on Facebook, that's probably an easier way to to find out more about the country scene in London um, because I have different video series on there. For example, where to listen to country music. I've gone to every single country music venue in London um, that's regular yeah. and done news packages on what they can expect to find. Um, where they can eat you know southern food you know all this you know there's amazing places in london where you can uh, eat you know eat like an american dance like an american <laughs> listen like an american uh, i i'm very proud to be english but there's a lot of things you can do in, in, in london to kind of embrace that kind of country lifestyle um and i also run a, a show called the, the city cowgirl show where every every week or however however often I can do it I talk about a different topic whether that's you know where to get your cowboy boots or how to maintain them or western movies to watch in isolation for yeah. example <laughs> um, you know like things that people can get involved in because basically Vince when I want when I wanted to start this blog I could not find anywhere online that told me about country music in London there was yeah. nothing going on like like if you search for it in Google, it's really hard to find. But there are a lot of country fans out there, so I just thought, do you know what? I'm just going to do it for myself. Um, you know, as I say, like I I film and edit anyway for my work video. So I just thought I'll just, you know, at least I can just go to as many gigs as possible and film and, and tell people what's out there. And there is, as I say, there's an active community of people that want to know what's on. They want to engage with new music and. A lot of the modern country fans, you know, people, as I say, who might be younger and who have just maybe introduced the genre, they sometimes it's a little bit too much of a a deep dive to go straight into the music from, I don't know, say Hank Williams or, you know, know, the the older country music. Exactly. Whereas, you know, sometimes when they start off with modern country music, they think, oh, I really like that element of the music. Oh, I can find that more if I go back in time, you know, and you know that's what I'm trying to trying to kind of promote as well people exploring different types of country music and not just you know sticking with what's on the charts you know there's so much out there but there's a lot of people celebrating it in London you know holding live music events obviously not at the moment but yeah you know there's like you know radio shows that are predominantly just country music or there's um you know live music gigs where people it's like called a writer's round where people talk about the music talk about the songs that they've written 
um, like they do in Nashville, and then they sing them. Um, and there's even, you know, there's even line dance competitions. So I've been to Blackpool every year to report on the the World Line Dancing Championship. All right. So it's like there's there's a lot on there for everyone basically it just depends on what you're looking for but if it's country related chances are i've either got it on there or i'll i'll be i'll be talking about it so <laughs> so that's <laughs> mainly then myself so sorry so, well i was just gonna say so it's mainly city cowgirl is it on facebook and on yeah. instagram at city cowgirl official yeah, yeah exactly exactly um and i also have a website um, it's citycowgirl.co.uk, um, so people can find me there as well. I've got all my video packages on there. So, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of my stuff online, so people could definitely find me, and then they can contact me if if anyone has any kind of stories that they want me to report on, or any news they think I should um, get out to my community, um, or ama- amazing, you know, cowboy boot sellers, or beef brisket makers, or. <laughs> So you've got food as well involved. So, so what would be the foods then that country music is linked with? Well, it's kind of the the food of Southern America. So it's um, you know it's beef brisket, it's peach cobbler, a lot of barbecue food, um, a lot of bourbon whiskeys. So it's look, it's it's not a hard life for me, Vince. I just get to go around tasting loads of amazing food, reporting on it. Um, (laughs) um, So you know, I'm not too good at making it myself, but I'm I'm good at filming. So it's it's a win-win situation, really. Um, But yeah, it's the the food that's kind of associated with country music. Well, you know, it will be southern cooking recipes. So you know, fried chicken, kind of that hearty food. Yeah. Not good for your heart, but people love no. you know, chicken dumplings. Basically, anything that's fried, like steak, <laughs> gravy, um, grits and gravy, which is quite popular in in the southern states. So um, there's quite a few, you know, food places in London, like Texas Joe's, which is in London Bridge. Um, that's owned by a Texan who came over to London to basically bring all of his um, slow cooked meats to the city and he's like packed out every lunchtime it's actually just around the corner from london bridge station um and so there's so many amazing eateries they play country music all the time and you know you can just go there in your lunch break have a taste of texas and then go back to work it's fine so um you know i don't know i feel like a lot of the time people kind of think that if you are into country music you are like a thigh slapping yee-haw like kind of um enthusiast enthusiast of about you know everything to do with country music and the kind of hill hillbilly sounds you know from decades ago but it's not so much that it's just kind of embracing the culture and just um appreciating it like you would do maybe you know you could go out for a salsa the night and not think anything of it or you could go and listen to some house music but um you know just just like experiencing it i think is is an amazing thing and i think if people haven't listen to country music before they're not familiar with it um there are so many different artists that you can give a go like on spotify or apple music or you know listen to shows like yourself where you can hear a variety of music um i just think is really good because it just introduces people to music they might not have heard before um and since i started listening to country music i've I found i feel like it's been a big learning experience there's so much i didn't know about it and it's I mean, I guess you could say the same for any music genre. It's just so deep. There's so much 
um, that has happened within the genre, um, which have all been documented. Like on Netflix, there's some amazing documentaries about Garth Brooks, Dolly Parton, um, lots of artists, Shania Twain, um, even country music films, country music documentaries, Western films. So it's, yeah, it's like a never-ending thing. There's always something to watch and listen to, which is good, because, you know, you never run out of stuff to listen to because you've got, you know, the last 100 years or so. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, right. that's what I was thinking as well, is where do you sort of um, listen to the music and that? I mean, you've touched on a few places there and that. I mean, for instance, like the, the more modernised, so you go to the gigs, but... Do you, do you hear them anywhere else or? So um, well pre pre COVID times, I would go to maybe two country gigs a week. Um, now, when I say country gigs in London, um, there are a few places that will regularly play music every single week, um, but they're not a country bar. They'll just have a country night, as it were, because because country is not popular enough to warrant really having you know, a bar bar in London. I just don't think it would have enough customers, really, because you've got to be a bit more hardcore fans like me to kind of (laughs) fill it up every single night. But, um, you know, there's a lot of of bars that will have a country-themed evening or, you know, they'll invite country musicians in. So I used to go to a lot of those to, to listen to music, but there's also some amazing radio shows that are just for country music. So... Uh, BBC Radio 2 have a radio show um, on, I think it might be on, it's either on Tuesday or Thursday evenings, but I listen to it on BBC Sounds, um, the BBC Sounds app, uh, with Whispering Bob off the table. Oh, so it's a that. recording. Yeah, I mean, he's a big, he's kind of a big name in the country music scene now. Um, uh, he's always at all the all the gigs and stuff. And uh, so that's on BBC Radio 2. There's... Um, a radio show called Chris Country, which is on DAB Digital Radio. Um, and now the um, Bauer Media, who own um, a lot of radio stations here in the UK, they've just started a, a new station quite a few months ago now called Country Hits, um, and that plays all modern country music. So, I mean, if you're into the kind of old stuff, you need to listen to, like, radio shows, say, for example, like Country Hayride, which is on NTS Radio, which is an online radio platform but if you're interested in modern country then if you tune into kind of uh, the DAB radio stations or national radio stations like Country Hits and Chris Country um, they'll play all the modern stuff but generally I like looking on Spotify because people have already curated all of these amazing playlists so I basically just let it roll in the background Vince and then just whenever I hear a good song I like I just I just play I just like it and then add it to my own playlist take take note of it yeah and yeah exactly exactly um but yeah it's interesting because i I think there's a real rise in in the amount of people that are listening to country music as i say nowadays it's it's a fast-growing genre when when country to country you know this big festival at the o2 when it started a few years ago they had to close off the top sections of the O2 because they just weren't going to sell enough tickets to fill, you know, in the, inside the inside the stadium or the arena I've not, they've got. I've not layers. been, but I, I guess they're, they're like layers and layers going up, is it? Exactly. So you have like the floor and then you have like the stalls and then, you know, the, the top seats where you feel like you're really far away. You can just <laughs> see the stage like a little dot. But now it's like it gets sold out every single year. Um, they've extended it. There's like a huge section on, you know, country fashion. And there's a whole section on 
um, you know, where you can buy music and buy um, buy country, you know, southern food and stuff like that. And there's big dance arenas where you can learn to two-step. And, and I've been holding a few events in Walthamstow um, where people learn to two-step. We have a two-step teacher come in um, who actually doesn't live in London, but he drives in for it. And we do the whole... It's actually a working men's club where we do it up. Oh, uh, like right. a country barn dance and... Yeah, and people pay to come in on the door, and it's just you know they just have it's bring your own um, food, and people just chill out. They learn to dance, and then there's, we've got live music, and so it's like there's so many like fun events going on. This it's just you just got to look out for them. So as I say, that's why I did City Cowgirls to kind of help help people with that. Um, but if anyone has any questions, they can just message me and say, "Oh, I'm in London. These dates, what's on?" Kind of thing. And I'll tell yeah. Them, but, Unfortunately, at the moment, it's all um, there's nothing going on, is there? A lot of the things have gone online. But but what has been really good for people to explore country music is that the uh, the Grand Ole Opry, as opposed to letting people in, they've actually been live streaming all of their um, all of their performances on YouTube. Yeah, so you can just go on YouTube and watch like your favorite country artists or country artists that you've never seen before. Um, performing on performing on YouTube, so it's yeah, there's so much going on, so there's lots to see, kind of thing. I did see a little while ago a presentation where um, uh, Dolly Parton went on stage and was uh, giving a presentation there to some artists, you know. So, like you say, even to myself, I've seen that it's going to a much wider audience. Yeah, it's it's just huge, you know. I guess like. Say if we were in America right now or in Canada, you know, there's huge, huge festivals with country music where people go, it's almost like the norm. It's like I was going to, I don't know, like just a popular artist here, like a One Direction (laughs) concert or something like that, where you get screaming fans. But the best thing about being a country music fan here in the UK is that there are a lot of American artists that come over and Canadian artists that come over that over here you can get tickets to really big artists um, much easier than you would be able to in the States because there just isn't the, um, there isn't, there isn't be sold out. competition. Yeah, exactly. So artists in the States, you know, someone like Chris Young, who is relatively unknown here, you know, outside of the country fandom, I guess, um, you can get tickets to him like, you know, really up close. Whereas in the states, you just it's go, it's like going to see a, a huge artist. So, um, yeah, there's 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 a lot of pros to being a country fan in a, in a country where it's not a huge genre. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the Grand Ole Opry, it's um, they have members, so they have a lot of um, you know older. They're not necessarily older, but they people who have been in the industry for a substantial amount of time who have achieved a certain amount of success, they get inducted into the Grand Ole Opry. So I guess that's what you might have seen Dolly Parton doing is like welcoming another member into the Grand And it's like, you know, the ultimate achievement for a lot of country artists yeah. to become a member of the Grand Ole Opry. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I never oh. actually got to go. I, w- I went to Nashville to go to the Grand Ole Opry um, 2017. And it was actually close for refurbishment. Oh. But they uh, they had the Ryman open, which is the original Grand Ole Opry. So I got to go and see there. But it's it's definitely somewhere to go if anybody's in Nashville. You know, definitely make, yeah. make it a trip. It's a good night out, even if you're not a huge fan of every artist. Just just some amazing musicians. 
that's... I think that's again what I like about it. It's like the people who you know play a country more... music and sing country music. They're generally amazing musicians, like and just absolutely stunning. Yeah, and then uh, a little bit on what you were saying about the two-step dancing. I just wondered if you could uh, sort of give the listeners uh, an idea of of what like is country music easy to 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 do then is you know do, do people when when you do those classes are they beginners or people who have been going a long time do they no pick no it you up? could be a total beginner so a lot of the time when I, um, when i say um you know two step country dance for example a lot of people um a lot of people obviously associate country music with line dancing so you do that by yourself in a line um, and there's like beginner, advanced, you know, intermediate for that. But um, for two-step dancing, you, it's either called, you know, country two-step or Texas two-step. Um, you come with a partner or we partner you up. And essentially you just dance with everybody in the room. So you switch uh-huh. partners all of the time. So um, everybody kind of gets to know everybody. It's a real social activity. And um, you just learn from the beginning, so from like the basic positions of two steps. So facing your partner, the man is leading, the female is following, and um, just learning how to twirl, how to move around the dance floor in a circle. Um, and everybody, every now and again, we all say, "Okay, all the females, please move up," you know, to the next partner. So then yeah. you dance with a new person each time. So um, yeah, so it really doesn't matter if you come alone. Um, but it's all about just kind of getting involved and just being, you know, just being there for the for the atmosphere. Because if you if you imagine like something like Swing Patrol, which you might have heard of with with swing dancing, um, the popularity of swing here in the UK, which is very very different to the Texas Two Step. But swing dancing is something that's like a little bit out there, isn't it? It's a bit niche and not, you know, people don't learn how to do it in schools here like they would in other <laughs> countries. But so I hope that one day the Texas two-step <laughs> or the country two-step will become more popular here. But, yeah, it's just something that anybody could do. Um, it's it's a fun. There's loads of YouTube tutorials. Um, you go around the dance floor in a big circle. So you go counterclockwise, which is the line of dance. Um, you have a slow lane in the middle you have a faster lane on the outside where people do you know traveling dances um and it, yeah it's really fun and like it's just uh there's a lot of moves that are very similar to kind of scottish highland dancing but it's yeah not it's not kaylee dancing so people that have done that before it, it's not the same as that um but it's that people don't skip around and that kind of thing it's more like partner dancing you face your partner the whole time you're being twirled around you're going around in a circle but it's it, it's a lot of fun and it's not something that you need years and years and years obviously people do become very advanced and look amazing if you go on youtube there's absolutely stunning two-step dancers and stunning line dance uh, line dancers but you know for beginners and basic basic um learning yeah it's this case of one you know everybody can come down it's it's open to everybody yeah so at at the moment, I mean that sounds really good, and 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 I suppose going in the future, what are your sort of plans going forward? With say, if COVID was to end next week and all the restrictions were lifted, what things would you be doing, or or are there th- new things you're going to be doing yourself? Yeah, so so my plan um, 
you know, pre-COVID <laughs> at that time, was to introduce a weekly line dancing. Because um, I, I can line dance, obviously, by myself and teach that by myself. So, you know, that's something that I could run, you know, solo. So I, would, I wanted to do a weekly line dance class in London. So people of all ages, you know, all abilities could come down, have some fun, you know, get their steps in. It's all about, you know, just going down, having a laugh, just doing some exercise, some good music. Um, so I plan on doing that as soon as kind of COVID lifts, you know, having a, a weekly event that people can come and enjoy. Um, and then throughout that, I will be doing um, my Walthamstow um, two-step classes. So where I bring in another teacher and we teach the two-step with live music. So we're doing kind of regular events that will happen as well. Um, and then also, I just guess my plan is to, to keep going around London and keep reporting on what's happening in the country scene. Because, you know, there's, as I say, there's, there are quite a few people on Instagram that um, love country music and are blogging about it. But there's no real source of, you know, central source of what's on in London. You know, yeah. what can I do? Where can I go? So my plan is to keep that up and go exploring because there's always more to be found but yeah as I say I, I think I, yeah I think just just do the line dancing classes you know put some good music on and just let people come down and enjoy and, and other than that just just keep reporting on it really yeah ah so that sounds really you really... have to come Vince yeah well <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can't do this interview with me and then not come to my line dance lesson well... <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe that be live on the radio show dancing uh... we will do it we'll do a live session from the country barn dance that i create <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I, i'm not sure if i've covered everything that you wanted to uh to talk about caroline is there um yeah no i think uh well i can't think of anything that i haven't haven't told you guys but yeah as i say if there's any anybody um listening to this who wants to know anything in particular about the country scene or has any questions or anything to tell me about it then um yeah I'm, I'm more than willing and I'd love to hear from people you know just to get involved um and that's a city cowgirl yep city cowgirl on facebook and at city cowgirl official on instagram and your uh, yeah. website is and my website is citycowgirl.co.uk. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd love for people to kind of get in touch and just, just even, or just send me an email, citycowgirlofficial at outlook.com, I believe it's .com. Um, and, yeah, just uh, just get in touch because the, because the country community is relatively small, it's small enough that you can develop a community of people talking to each other, sharing information, links to YouTube videos they found interesting, um, there's a City Cowgirl Facebook group, which you can find from my City Cowgirl Facebook page, um, where people do share links to music and things they found online or programs they found interesting. And it's a range of people from like modern country to more traditional, um, kind of the hillbilly roots of country. So there's something for everybody. And, you know, once this whole, you know, COVID situation hopefully ends in the future um things will be opening up you know in london there'll be gigs on um and even around europe you know there's a lot of country gigs in germany um in italy there's a huge line dancing um community in italy uh, who you know this is what i mean vince i've just i've just met so many amazing people through this and 
I've, I've gone to a lot of amazing events of, you know, country festivals that were relatively cheap. I think I went to, I want, I went to Volkera in um, Italy and it was a camping festival. It's three days. And I think I paid about 40 euros for the whole time. And it was just line dance lessons and you know, people coming from all over the world to line dance and a lot of Italians that knew every single step and so advanced in their line dancing ability. Um, it really kind of opened my mind because when you think of line dancing, a lot of people think of, you know, old ladies and old men dancing yeah. a line really, really slowly, like almost kind of a Gavin and Stacey type, like a comedy sketch, right? But watching these people do it, they were flipping and jumping and spinning and ducking. And, oh, it was just amazing. It was amazing. So, um, yeah, there's, once once COVID ends, there'll be a lot of things to go and do and see. So, yeah, I just invite everybody to come and join me because, uh, yeah, it's all open. It's a, a lot of people will just kind of want to share their music and share the experiences with everybody. So um, even if they're by themselves, they're very most welcome to, to come down to all the events and kind of check it out. It sounds, it sounds like you're saying the people and the gigs is a lot more open, a lot more sort of friendlier. Yeah, it's, a, it's really friendly. And all of the artists, they usually hang around afterwards and talk to the punters and... Um, you know, you can go to a country gig and just start talking to a random person and they're, you know, a majority of them will welcome you with open arms and, you know, they'll, because I met one of my best friends here, she's from Canada and she, I put, a, I, I had two tickets to it, to a concert, the O2, a country concert, I put it on a, a meetup group called We Love Country Music, it's the only meetup group I could find for country <laughs> music and, uh, then I, I put the, the ticket for sale on this group and this random Canadian girl came uh, and sat next to me for the whole time. And, I, you know, it's like five years later, we're still friends. So it's just one of those things where people, if you love the music, people generally tend to bond over that love of music. So there's a lot of different types of, you know, people that love country. But uh, generally at the gigs, people are there to, to really enjoy the music. So it's a really lovely atmosphere. So, so yeah, it's, it's really nice. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's lovely. Thanks. Thanks for so much information. I'll uh, I'll put some links at the end of the uh, recordings for the, on the podcast and uh, Mixcloud, and also I'll um, make a note of some of the artists that you mentioned, and we'll play them before and after. I'm looking forward to listening. <laughs> Thank you for having me. No, thanks so much, Caroline, for. Uh, no being on the show thank you